Cast. This is episode 111. We're coming to you in the middle of September, and what a great week it's been. We got a Nintendo Direct coming out this week, lots of other great news, and uh, Rob is back this week, and he brings with us, a, uh, or brings with him, a question that we'll be talking about in our one of our favorite weekly uh, segments that we do, uh, titled Questions with Rob. So, uh, Rob, good to have you back. Thank you, thank you. I feel like we've missed a really great opportunity to do a whole episode on Lord of the Rings because it's the 111th. <laughs> it is the 111st episode oh. of the show! Oh, my. <laughs> Rest in peace, headphone users. Nathan just screamed into the mic. It's okay. Uh, we're, we are not professionals, but uh, we do have a lot of fun doing the show here. So Nathan uh, needs no introduction after that outburst. But uh, yeah, we got a fun show for you guys today. Um, we also have a. Uh, I'm really excited for her to talk about what we're playing as well because man, I uh, I just I just have some some thoughts and want to want to talk to someone about it. So, anyways, jump right into news. Let's kick things off with the Nintendo Direct. It uh, finally came at us this last week, and uh, I think I would say this direct exceeded most people's expectations. You know, like I feel like there was a pretty good number of announcements in this uh, direct. Best direct. Ever. Not ever. Definitely not, not ever. Best one ever. But uh, we kick things off with a trailer announcing Luigi's Mansion 3. Finally, one of my uh, um, you know most wanted games that's been rumored since you know the beginning of the Wii U era, honestly. So really great to get this uh, confirmation. Didn't really get gameplay. I don't think it was more just like a little uh, short little trailer with a title. But that's going to be coming out next year for the Switch 3. They uh, will be putting that out, and yeah, it's it's good. The last console Luigi's mm-hmm. Mansion game was the first one on the GameCube's launch in 2001, so 17 years since then, which is crazy, but I uh, I really love that game and love the second one as well. So, uh, Nathan, you excited for this game? Dude, I am so excited. I've been saying it on the show, I think, for like the last year. When are they <laughs> going to announce Luigi's Mansion 3? There was a rumor That's about true. it being developed for the Wii U, like, whatever, that year, three, four years ago now. Yep. And they finally officially announced it. Uh, they it was the first thing they showed in the video, and it was a great at first, way to start. The I was watching it. And I was like, "Wow, they made the Luigi's Mansion port to 3DS look really, <laughs> no. really good. I am really impressed with the graphics. I might have to pick this up." And then it's like Luigi's Mansion 3 for the Switch. I was like, "Yes!" And then I was like, "Okay." And then I went back and watched it again. I was like, "Oh wow, yeah, the 3DS could not handle the level of detail no. in that trailer." <laughs> Well, just yeah, like, it looked really good. Just looking at the environments and stuff, you know, because I've played through the original Luigi's Mansion like 20 times. I'm just like, the second I saw it, I'm like, this is a new game. Super excited. I started like hyper analyzing all the details. And they're definitely going more for the art style and feel of the 3DS one, um, which I don't know. It was, it was definitely good, but I I wish it was kind of a little more the tone of the first. Then again, this is just a very early look. So yeah. uh, we'll see we'll what the, the see. final gameplay and everything looks mm-hmm. like. But very excited. Going to be great. Um, yeah, the next uh, big one in there was, I think, New Super Mario Bros. U, which is you know another game that I think was kind of rumored to be coming to Switch. Um, yet again, we got another great Wii U game uh, getting ported to the Switch that will um, be coming in the beginning of next year in January. And it's pretty much just that same game, but they're adding in the Luigi DLC, which the game became bundled with at the end of the Wii U's life cycle anyways. And I played that DLC. It's great. I really, really like it. 
Um, and yeah, pretty much everything from that base game is going to be in there. And then for some reason, they're adding in Toadette into the game, and she can transform into Peach. Peach and... Is it Peachette? Yeah, it's not actually it's Peach. Not Peach. It's, it's like, like a Toad, toad version Peach of Peach. And... It's I great. have no idea why they're making this mutated version of Peach <laughs> and throwing Toadette in for no reason. Like, I don't know. It's 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 kind of weird. But um, really good game. One of the best 2D Mario games for sure. Um, so that'll be good. I'm interested to see if they bring over the uh, the challenge mode. I think they did say there will be some of that challenge stuff. But there was a really fun mode that I had a ton of fun playing with my friend um, where one player would make little blocks in the gamepad. And then the other player would be jumping and controlling. And yet these really awesome time trial challenges that was really fun but that wouldn't really be possible on the switch i don't think you know because you don't have a touchscreen controller yeah. on the couch yeah. well yeah also on the tv so i don't know uh but it looks like a pretty much straight up port um but yeah it's a good game if you missed that then definitely uh definitely should check that out but i think the part that i got everyone talking about this nintendo direct we cannot deny was the ending with all the animal crossing stuff so here we are watching this nintendo direct and all of a sudden Isabel, the puppy mayor assistant, pops up, starts rambling on about being a mayor, and yada yada, and you you see all this. And they didn't start this off with the Smash Bros. logo, like most of the Smash trailers, right? Like, no, no, a lot of the Smash trailers, like I feel like at least for Smash Four, I don't know about the new one, but for Smash Four, like a lot of the trailers start off as a new, a different game, and then it kind of pulled the switch and we're like, oh, this character is actually in Smash. Not, not as much as these, as these new ones, though. Like these new ones are definitely been very bait and switch and like kind of like oh like what's gonna happen like teasing you and so this basically looks like a new animal crossing game and i'm like they're putting isabel in smash it's happening or tom nook or someone and sure enough isabel the puppy is a brand new fighter in smash Bros. not an echo character and you know i've said here on the show i can't complain about any new characters announced after k rule because he was really the only guy i wanted in so good for all the fans who wanted this but uh yeah nathan out of all the animal crossing characters are you glad isabelle is joining like over kk or um, like tom nook or someone i i wanted kk i think he could have a really interesting move set like he could be really fun to play as it smack people with a guitar like el cabong exactly and <laughs> i think isabel just because like the thing for me with isabel is the only game she's really been in is new leaf which is a 3ds oh, okay. which is a very good animal crossing game but She's not like a legacy, not like character. A legacy character from the original game or anything like that. But I think with the pop, she's super, super popular in Japan. And so I think that's the reason why she's getting in for someone like Tom sense. Nook or Rossetti or KK or whoever else that you might want. That makes a whole lot of sense. Because when I saw this and I saw Isabel was going to Smash, you know, I had actually seen the whole announcements and everything before I actually watched the trailer okay. for Isabel and Smash. And so I, I knew it was through Smash. And as I'm watching this, I'm going... Why is she the one that? And then you know yeah. they show her like move sets and everything. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> this is like the most anticlimactic move sets in Smash history. Yeah, I just think it'd they're be just hilarious. holding back, revealing the bowling ball type move that the villager has. And <laughs> so <laughs> I just, I kind of secretly she'll hope... drop a stack of work on you or something like that. I secretly yeah, like, hope, and I'm also worried. That, I love papers. <laughs> that Isabel is like going to be like this top tier character, and we're going to see like pro players like maiming Isabel in like tournaments, and just be the most unhyped thing ever. I am all for that. <laughs> I'm I'm all for Animal Crossing. Like I said, I'd rather have someone someone else get in, but I do think it's appropriate that she's a completely new character. Animal Crossing is such a big franchise for Nintendo, and the fact that they only had one character in who just got in last game, I think but it's like, good to have the moves more are all non-violent. Like it's 
Exactly. It's hilarious. Oh, it's like you water you to death. Of, right? Yeah, it's kind of it, – I think it's funny. So, Well, the crazy thing was is they announced this, you know, and I was just laughing hysterically because I'm like, they made that look like they're announcing a new Animal Crossing game, and it's not. Super trolling. Like, oh, my god, It was, goodness. like, the biggest troll move ever. And then they bring in Tom Nook again, and then he's still talking. I'm like, okay, either Tom Nook is also going to be announced as well, or they're doing a new game. And sure That's- enough – they did it. But. That's what I was worried about. I was like, <laughs> please don't say Tom Nook isn't like an Echo Fighter of Isabel. Please just say yeah. you're announcing a new <laughs> Animal Crossing game for next year. That's when what they did. That... We got literally nothing else. Like I showed it the trailer to Ashley and she was like, that's it? Just the Animal Crossing 2019 screen? Like that would have angered Animal Crossing fans more than making them happy if you did not announce the new game with yes, that. Yes, it would have. <laughs> but like, Nathan, I know you're a huge Animal Crossing fan. Like what was like... What were you feeling as you saw I, this? Were I have you, been asking really for this for a long time. I was worried. I mean, I was watching Isabel and I was like, okay, I think this looks more, this doesn't look like a new game. Like the, the textures and stuff like that look more like they're from the 3DS, but a little bit up or something like that. I think this is a Smash announcement. And after it was confirmed, I was like, that's cool, but I hope they're doing an Animal Crossing thing. There had been people talking about Animal Crossing on Twitter all day, so I was like, mm-hmm. maybe there's something to that. And then they showed Tom Nook, and, I was, and at that point, I was like, oh my gosh, please make it a new Animal Crossing game and not a, like, so you're still we're worried. also putting in Tom Nook. I was still still worried, yeah. That's funny. But they Wouldn't confirmed that just it be the worst thing ever? I am very just, excited. Like, double troll, you guys. Yeah. Like, here's Isabella and here's Tom Nook. Oh, wait, they're both in Smash. There's no Animal Crossing <laughs> game coming ever. And we're porting Pocket Camp to the Switch. Oh that goodness. would be the Well, ultimate. they've been doing they've been doing this with, like I said, the last couple of Smash shows. Think of, like, King K. Roll. They're like, oh, you want a yep. King K. Roll? Oh, look, it's King... Oh, no, it's not. It's King Didi. Ah, oh, just kidding. You know, you're yeah. getting it. So, kind of the same thing here. Um, it was just a logo. So, you know, yeah. this game is obviously but- still in development, but... Hopefully, it is still releasing next year. It's not going to get delayed or anything like that. It's um, been a long time. And I will while, say, so. my sister-in-law texted me, and she was like, Animal Crossing is coming. I'm buying a Switch. So oh, there are nice. definitely people who are like, okay, Animal Crossing is coming. Or when it comes out, I will buy a Switch for this game. Interesting. That's a, that's a really interesting – like, we've talked to, on the show of, like, what game will get me to buy the Switch. And – then someone goes out there and says Animal Crossing is the reason you're going to buy a Switch. Dude, it is a super super popular game, especially with pe- people who aren't who aren't hardcore people who don't yeah. listen. Yeah, to the like show the casual gamers. Casual, yeah. Well, I, yeah. like I said, it's, it's not really serious for me, but I feel like it's almost kind of like Smash in a way, where like obviously Smash is like I think kind of a bigger and totally different game, but like Smash Bros. I could literally go back. I have all the Smash Bros. games and play any of them anytime I want, but like. As soon as a new one comes out, I'm there day one, and like I'm getting that system if I don't do it. And that's, you know, I think the same with Animal Crossing. Yeah. Like, even though all the Animal Crossing games are pretty similar, and you can still go back and enjoy the old ones, uh, people are gonna, you know, drop everything to get the new one and yep. pick up the system if they they need it as it's well. True. So, anyways, let us know what you thought about the Nintendo Direct that happened this month. Uh, let us know what your favorite announcement was. You can find us on um, Twitter at Halison underscore games. One more quick thing. I thought the direct in general, we talked about it. I think it had really good pacing to it. It was great overall, except for that middle part where they're like, Hey, we're going to talk about Nintendo online. Oh, and I've almost forgot about this. <laughs> they like pause and they're like, here's the features. And they made it. Like, a... Finally, we're getting details. It was a really cute trailer. They made, they used Nintendo characters, Mario characters. Well, but it was like, here are the features for Nintendo online. And it was like, you can play online against your friends. And everyone was like, we've been doing that. 
for yeah, free. When like your key headlining features, it was like that using the mobile app that no one likes. And everyone's like, we've been doing those two things for a year and a half. Yeah. That's not a selling point. <clears throat> um, I mean, sure. It was a cute animation of Mario and Luigi and peach and Yoshi, excuse me, all playing uh, Splatoon together. But like I said, we've been doing that. And yeah, literally this is a restriction now. Like you're taking away our ability to do something. Um, but the interesting thing is they are putting, you know, NES games out. There's 20 NES games. Um, I'm not excited about the selection of those games. There's, you know, some good ones in there for sure. But there's also a handful of games that I'm like, why are they included in here? Um, but they did say some new ones will be coming. Um, they're also still NES games. Um, they're not like they're, they're missing the carrot on the stick essentially. Like for me, I was like, Hey, you say Super Nintendo games are coming next year, or hey, we're gonna we're have planning this on bringing more systems to the future. Yeah, exclusive demos future. come out, or hey, if you're a member, you get ten percent off all download purchases <clears throat> or something. But there wasn't yeah. really any. The the only like special about. offer thing they they said in the thing was kind of ridiculous. It was the NES uh, Joy-Con oh, that yeah. are exactly <laughs> like the NES controllers. You can, can literally buy. wear. NES controllers on the side of your Switch now to charge them. <laughs> they look exactly like NES controllers. You can use it to play the NES games online. They attach to your Switch. Um, you can only get them if you are a member of the Nintendo Switch Online service. So, they're like, they're not available in stores or anything I, like I actually, that. I actually think that's a good thing. Um, yeah. Main reason being, like, obviously, you, you're wanting to get those games for the NES thing. So, like, you're going to have the membership anyway. Yeah. So, it's not really... A restriction it's not gonna confuse and anyone you can only buy one and so you're buying it directly from nintendo so we're not gonna have stock issues so if you want one you're guaranteed basically to get one this isn't gonna be oh someone's gonna wait in line at best buy buy all 40 of them and start selling them on craigslist Here, here's the problem with that they are literally the pack for two of them and you can i think you can only buy the pack of two yes yeah, sixty dollars the price yeah price is bad sixty dollars <laughs> which is the same price as the nes classic that you could just go out and buy right now that's true which has more games which has 30 games and it and you don't have to pay USB for an online feature get a bunch of roms and put them on there as well yes. <laughs> so that the NES classic did only come with one though and the cord is like two feet long okay, so that's that true. is terrible they are not wireless I do like it's wireless. My biggest problem with this, um, $60 is a bummer, but my biggest problem is that these don't work with any other games. So if I want to buy these, I want to be able to use them for other retro-inspired games. Like I think of in games like Shovel Knight, uh, Bomb Chicken. Hollow Knight. Um, uh, Hollow, Knight's, Hollow Knight's got too many buttons for okay, it. Okay. But, but yeah. You, Something you, simple. You understand. Like yeah. There's other like retro-inspired platformers. Yeah. Um, I have a bunch of other ones I can't think of right now um, that I would love to use these controllers for. But it will well, literally restrict you to only too. using it there. And if for some reason I'm not a member anymore, um, I literally have these two controllers that I can't put use anymore because I'm not an online member. Yeah. So yeah, you know, five years down the road, you know, if I've moved on from the Switch, I don't want to play Splatoon on it online. I still have to pay twenty dollars to use my controllers I have sitting in my room. So yeah, that that is my problem with it. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely kind of lackluster. The update actually went live right before the recording of the show. Nathan and I got a chance to download it, check it out before we got started. And, um, you know, the big thing about the NES games, hey, you can play them online with your friends. But it, my worst fears are realized when this literally works exactly like every other Nintendo online game, where you can only join a friend if they are already online in the NES app and has opened a lobby and is waiting for you to join. And you cannot invite, you cannot message or voice chat or anything until you're connected. So 
the only way I'm ever going to play all night with the game is if I call, you know, Nathan or someone on the phone and say, okay, I just opened the room, join me right now. And he's able to do it. Um, there's no organic way of doing that in, in the game or in the, on the system. So definitely not good. And there's no matchmaking or anything. Either. So you can't play no, like, you can't play like randoms matches or, online or, anything or anything like that. Yeah. So it's still broken. Yeah, it's, it's, it's still, still Nintendo. Hold on a great system. Still Nintendo. Having said, it's, still it's not, not sixty dollars. It. You know, it's only twenty dollars. Yeah. I will say it's worth it if you play online games on the Switch. But you know, games like Arms, which I love, like I have seventy hours in that game. It already has a very small community. I feel like this is gonna like destroy that game, and like I'm not gonna be able to find anyone anymore because people who just played Arms probably aren't gonna pay twenty dollars just to play Arms anymore. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that's true. I don't know. We'll we'll, yeah. we'll have to see uh, see see how it works after this. But they they're gonna have to in the next few months they're gonna have to add some features to Nintendo Online to make it worthwhile to people so that you know build that interest in it and they'll figure that out. This is really the first system that they've really tried to do an online service for, and so doing that's been paid, paid, paid yeah. online service yeah so it, it's definitely they've only, delayed, Except, they've only delayed this for a year and a half and this is the best they could come up with like what could possibly so there's, go there's got to be there's got to be a learning curve and right now we're on the bad end of that curve so rob the only problem with your logic is that smash bros is coming out in december and everyone will get online then just so they can play smash bros online that's probably true that's what that they're is thinking true. on Hopefully, and then, uh, and Sakurai then will find a workaround to actually like invite people and do online lobbies better. But I, I'm not, we'll ho- not having my, my hopes up. That menu that. looked promising. <laughs> All right, moving on from Nintendo Direct. Um, Nathan, you were sharing me about some interesting Fortnite news that came out, which we don't talk a ton about Fortnite in the show anymore, no. but this one I thought was worth mentioning. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me do you a public service. If you're married, don't play Fortnite too much, or else you might get served that's right in the uk there is a reported of 200 cases which is roughly five percent of divorce cases in the last year in the uk are citing Fortnite as a reason or cause for divorce um in the uk it's like legally people have gotten divorced so legally people are saying i want to divorce divorce you because of Fortnite, and it wasn't clear whether it was because people had spent too much money or like this wasn't just, just video spent games, too much time specifically, specifically Fortnite. Fortnite. yeah exactly oh my goodness that's hilarious and terrible all at the <laughs> same time sad. yes <laughs> yes it's 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 hilarious to like be it look at and be like haha this is hilarious like what are people doing but at the same time it's like it's like people this is your life like you need to prioritize (laughs) get your priorities straight so i can understand it more like if it was a game like league of legends or like you know some mobile game that has like tons of microtransactions with loot boxes but i feel like most people don't buy more than just a handful you know just the battle pass for Fortnite. like and maybe a couple this is actually not true if, i feel like if you're not a streamer you're not spending over you know a hundred dollars on Fortnite. that's actually not maybe true i'm wrong i was talking to a guy he he runs and owns his own uh arcade here where i live okay. and he has like xboxes and all that stuff set up and he had this kid that he, he trusted a lot and the kid got his password oh no and spent 200 and ninety nine dollars. Oh my gosh! In microtransactions in Fortnite. Yeah. Wow. He, he like called Microsoft and got it. Re, you know. You know. Rebuked yeah. and that. Fortnite does have a pretty good but, refund policy, which is. But, nice, but the thing is, like, 
Yeah, I guess, guess those people are kid, out there. This kid who's not a streamer who doesn't even own an Xbox One <laughs> and doesn't – it wasn't even on his account spent. Well, and if you're spending if you go someone through, else's money, it's a little easier. If you go through and you spend – you do it, you like go through a whole lot of processes. It's like, do you really want to do this? Are you sure? Are you really positive? Put in your password. Are you really, really, really sure? And he <laughs> went through all of that and spent that much money. So obviously – I mean people are spending – way too much time playing Fortnite and way too much money but this is that's just a sad statistic to see uh, something i think that is not sad is rocksteady is going to be <laughs> work or they are working on a new triple a game uh we don't really know anything about it other than the fact that they are now looking to hire some people to help with the development of it and rob you're saying that it's actually listed as, as a next gen project right now right that's what they say. It's like a highly anticipated next AAA next-gen project. So Rocksteady, most famously known for uh, the, the Arkham Batman. series. Yeah. Um, they have a few other games in there that have been really good, but that's their Almada. And highly anticipated makes us think that there's another Batman game coming, but it sounds like we'll have to wait till next generation. So... Still we'll see what away, this but is. it's good to know that they're uh, working working hard because uh, those games were a lot of fun. So yeah, yeah. and they're—I um, mean, I think it sounds like they're spending the appropriate amount of time. Yeah, because well, I mean, considering Arkham Knight, Knight 2015, 2015? Is, yeah, yeah. Well, Arkham Knight came out wow. right when the new systems were basically like within their first year or two. Yeah, within the and, first two years, I think. So, and now and here we are looking at maybe a next Batman game for the next system the next generation of systems so obviously they were like okay we need to take a step back yeah and I'll figure out our lives them before take on, we do uh, our next take on another superhero franchise yeah i mean i love what they did with batman but i feel like they definitely Just kind of done make everything the they could with that open world harry potter wizarding rpg game we all want no. that's what i want harry Not potter Please, rpg no. <laughs> <laughs> game give, where you play them. as a student at hogwarts Give them another. You would make so much money, or let them do like a new IP or something. That's what I think. But uh, anyways, uh, we've been spending a while on news here, so let's get through these last two pieces quickly. Um, Rob, Assassin's Creed Odyssey has detailed their season pass. Um, Forty bucks comes with uh, some old Assassin's Creed games and some new content. Um, overall, being our Assassin's Creed uh, uh, guy here, what do you think? Is it is it worth it? Is it? Are you interested? Uh, I think you'll wait to see more about it. So uh, two things. One, I think it's cool the post-launch stuff they're doing. They have two main stories, a bunch of little side stories, and then weekly content. So there's something coming out every month, and every week there's new stuff coming out. So that's really cool that they're going to give this dedication up and through spring of 2019. So that's really cool that they have all these this roadmap. And they have said a lot of it, which I think is good. You don't usually get that which with is awesome. passes. So you do kind of yeah. have an idea what's coming, which is good. But... The backward, the remastered games, Assassin's Creed 3 and Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation, aka, in my opinion, two of the worst games in the series. <laughs> like, like, why did they? Why didn't they just give like the because, NCO collection remastered? Be, or, or like, I, I assume this is because they've remastered all of the other Assassin's Creed the, games. The last two left. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, and like, just give them Black Flag. But it was, you already oh, have just, Odyssey's all about boats. It's all about you know sailing around the uh, Aegean Sea. Give us Black Flag. There's the two like there ship ones. Just give it to us for free. The, with the problem game. with that is that game. I think that game was free on Xbox Live already or Xbox Gold. 
And I think there would be people who would riot and say, hey, this game has already been free before, or you can buy this game for literally like $5 right now. Why yeah, that's you, true. Why are you including Or this they're just putting these games else? as bonuses because they know no one would buy them otherwise, and they've already started. That's, that's, actually that's, might, that's a good point, <laughs> too. Know. But, or just do like this like grand like gesture and just give us all of the Assassin's Creed games. Yeah. Well, I I do think it sounds kind of cool. They're kind of going episodic. They'll have a couple different. I think there's two did main you... stories and with three episodes each. Yeah. So hopefully it that, looks good. It looks good. Yeah. Rob, did you play any of the just quickly? Did you play any of the like weekly bosses or events stuff they did with uh, Assassin's Creed Origins? Because they I did. did. They did um, stuff. They had a couple that were like, uh, you got to battle Anubis and um, Set, uh-huh. uh, the two gods, and I, gods. I I, did both of those. Um, I, every once in a while they threw out uh, their content, and I would try and get in on some of it, but I wasn't super dedicated to doing it all the time. I really cranked through a lot of the main stuff and side missions in yeah. Assassin's Creed Origins, but I... <laughs> yeah. Practically, but I did do some of the weekly stuff that I had, and you got some pretty sweet gear for it. But so other than that, like getting loot and stuff. Yeah, it was mostly just like here's a gimmick. You know, if you beat this guy, you get a cool sword, or you know that type of thing. Well, so it is cool. You know, being a single player and they're doing live events and stuff. That's that's always a nice touch. But it is. So hopefully this uh, works out really well for them. I'm excited about this. Will I pick it up? I don't know. I'm 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 really terrible at picking up season passes cuz I just feel yeah. like once I beat the game going back to play a season pass or extra content uh just isn't worth my time most of the time. Well, our last news piece um today has to do with Destiny 2. Um the new raid for the Forsaken expansion Last Wish um came out Friday morning 10 a.m. Um, it's kind of a big event for the Destiny community because you know, everyone watches the streamers and sees, you know, it's a big deal to see who can get the first, be the first team to beat it. And Bungie even, you know, made this giant, like, wrestling belt that they, like, were going to give and, like, engrave the, the names of the first it. team. So this was, like, a full-on, like, big competition. And most of the raids are usually being around, like, 8 to 10 hours or so for the first completion because, you know, they're figuring out all the puzzles for the first time. This one took 18 hours for the first team to beat it. So they didn't beat it until... 18 hours of straight gameplay, like, you know, into the morning of the next day. And uh, there was only two teams that beat it within the first 24 hours. And they had an exclusive emblem you could only get for beating it in that first 24-hour window. So they're like only, you know, just two teams of 12, or the two six teams of people. six. So 12, so 12 people. total people will ever only have that emblem. And the sad part was there's a big streamer and Destiny YouTuber named Datto. Um, his team finished it two minutes after the 24-hour deadline. So they are oh, very salty about uh, that. Bungie, I feel like you got to just give it to them anyways. Yeah. If yeah. I was Bungie, yeah, I'm sure they'll, <laughs> if I was they'll Bungie, I just throw, like, throw it go. to them. Yeah, it hasn't happened yet, point. but a lot of people point. are campaigning for yeah, that. Yeah. But uh, it is pretty cool because basically what happened afterwards was it changed the whole world. Um, when you log into the game after that, there's a cutscene. It talks about the first team that went in and slayed the beast and, you know, Basically, that's exactly what the Beast wanted, and now that whole world is corrupted. And so basically, it changed the world map. It unlocked new missions, new, new map strike. for Gambit that yeah. I played, which is really cool. Um, which is awesome to see, you know, that world change and take effect based on what six guys literally did. And marathoned 18 hours for, because me and Nathan would not be able to do that. Nope. <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's it's pretty hard. There's, give you reference, there is about 2.6 million players on Destiny uh, Saturday, like that's how many people logged in to play Destiny that day, 
and only about 75 teams had beaten it um, as of yesterday. So And 75 of six, 75 right? of six, so like yeah, 75 teams of six people. people. So, um, you know, what is that, 0.001% of players or something like that have beaten it. So good to see the challenges there, and uh, there's some – some cool content that hopefully Nathan and I can look forward to beating in a couple months when we catch up when to the crazy get people. To the <laughs> light level. Yeah. But I did think that was a cool story worth, worth mentioning. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So let us know uh, what you think about today's news segment. As I said, you can find us on Twitter at Hey, underscore games. I'm going to hand things over to Rob now with our question of the week. The of week. The, <laughs> the week. Dude, we are reeking up this week. Oh, with well, Rob man. here. So, Rob, give us your uh, stinky take here. All right. So this is – you can say you smelled it here first. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so Rob, today, I'm just going to dad pun the rest of the episode now. <laughs> oh, no. I think that would really just Smell. just leave a bad odor in people's you know, <laughs> nostrils. <laughs> um, quick, quick, we're losing the audience. Gone. So I'm we're uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about annual game series. Um, we got a couple of annual series uh, that are releasing their games. Obviously, Assassin's Creed is coming out this year, and they've been, you know, talks of them not releasing a game every year. But I'm going to show you guys some crazy stuff. So first off, an annual video game series means that it's a game that has at least one game released every year. So there are some franchises that release like 30 games a year. Um, and extra content and all that stuff. And as so long as there's at least one, it counts. As long as there's at least one, it counts. And there's a few games in my list as I was looking through this stuff that they missed a year or two here or there, but I'm still counting them because they have incredibly yeah. insane streaks. Yeah. I feel like um, if it's mostly annualized, like most most of the games came out, you know, right for the other one, it counts. So Exactly. That's fair. Um and what's kind of funny is some I totally expected and was unsurprised by how annualized the games are. Some of them I was like, wow, I actually didn't realize that was an annualized franchise. And others that I thought were annualized are not. Mm-hmm. So so what was uh, what was one that surprised you? So one that kind of surprised me is uh, surprised me to be annualized is actually Assassin's Creed has released a game every year since 2007. Yep. What was the because uh, even in the, the year one in that between they, they did one like and remaster. two? No, no, Assassin's Creed no. one and two. What was the what was after? The so the first game came out in two thousand seven. Yeah, and then every year, literally every year, a game that you can buy on console has been released. Even two thousand eight, because I thought AC even two thousand eight, and uh, even the year that they took off, the Chronicles it... came out that year. Two of them. And so, if you look at that, that means that there's been an Assassin's Creed game every year since 2007. Just ridiculous. That is annualized. And they, they stopped doing the numbering because I think they wanted to get away from Assassin's Creed 10 or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, some other ones, obviously, we know a bunch of these ones. Like, uh, you know, Call of Duty has had a game every year since 2005, even though the first Call of Duty game came out in 2003. They skipped 04. Battlefield actually has been annualized longer than Call of Duty because their first game came out in 2002. Oh, yeah, wow. Halo was not an annualized franchise. The longest streak they had was from 2009 to 2015. They released the game every year. But other than that, they have not released it. Does that include Halo Wars and stuff like that? (laughs) That's right when uh, 343 took over. Yeah. 
like Bungie put out Reach 2010 as their swan song, and uh, pretty much as soon as soon as they had handed it off, I think Microsoft was like, "Crank them out, baby!" <laughs> exactly. They have so many other uh, franchises. <laughs> here's you know, obviously we have our sports franchise like WWE, MLB, The Show, FIFA has been releasing an annual game since 1993. That's crazy. 93 is that the oldest? Like sports franchise, I feel like Madden. Or is, what's Madden? No, Madden. NFL Madden. The first game came out in 1988. They took a year off in '89, and then since 1990, they have released a Madden game every single year. All That's right. 38 years <laughs> or 28 years. Sorry, 28. I'm a uh, proud owner no, it's, of Madden. Yeah, 28 years. 28 years. 28 I'm a, years. I'm a proud owner of Madden '93, uh, so I can send a fan longer than either of you guys who both love Madden. The first Madden game I got wasn't until Madden 2000. Sorry. But here's actually – so here's the funny thing. Madden actually almost got beat because NHL has released an annual game since 1991. Oh, wow. Wow. I did so, not know that. So yeah, uh, some some other ones. Uh, Need for Speed had an annual game from 1997 to 2013. They've had some other wow, games like pretty, 94, I did not that one had one 2015, and 2017. But um, – 97 to 2013, Need for Speed, every year. years. Huh. That shocked me. I was like, what? Probably because I only picked uh, up like one or two, so I just like wait every five you years. You just kind of pick the good ones. Like, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Mortal Kombat has had almost an annualized game every year. Hmm. They missed 94. So they, the first game came out in 1992. They missed 94, 98, 09, 10, 13, and 14. They, they've backed uh, off a little bit more. And then they haven't released the game. What's in the early 2000s, I remember. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then some some ones that kind of surprised me. These, um, these are impressive. So there's been a Telltale game. So obviously this isn't like, you know, a specific, you know, franchise. Similar style. But similar style. There's been a Telltale game every year since 2005. Hmm. Yeah, and they've definitely gone overboard. Last year, they put, like, five games out, and, like, none of them were that good because of it. There's been a Lego game. So this is just any Lego game, any oh, okay. game that is yeah, yeah. Lego franchise property. Um, 1995 was the first one, and then from 97 to 2018, there's been an annual Lego game. When did, uh, do you know when Traveler Ta- Traveler's Tale started making, like, the Lego games? Around 2004, 2005. 2004. Okay, so oh like God. the Lego Star Wars was like... Hey, yeah, that's about what came out. I love the first Lego game. Lego Island for PC. Dude, I was going to say, that. that's that was my first Lego game as well. Yeah. It, well, it oh, yeah. was the first Lego game. It was. That was yeah. such a great game. Classic. I remember playing that on my dad's laptop. Peroni, the Brickster. Classic. <laughs> Here's another fun one for you. Star Wars. The first Star Wars game came out in 1982. That's crazy. <laughs> And between 1982 and 2017, the only years that a Star Wars game has not released is 1986 and 1989. Holy cow. That's crazy. There's been, and, and it doesn't matter. That one's a little bit broader because it's just Star Wars property. Yeah. So but that means Star that, Wars. Like, they've had like Star Wars chess and stuff, like and pinball kind of, and yeah, all everything. sorts of stuff. But there's literally been a Star Wars game every year except for two years since 1982. The fact that makes that so impressive is there was you know what what was it like a 18 year gap between the original trilogy and the prequels, and like they still cranked out <laughs> so many games in that 
last man and there was a lot of good games in that span too like yes well in the first Nintendo game came out Rogue Squadron. the first game came out about the same time as return of the jedi so yeah so that's, um, that's uh, and here's the last one just for just for jeff uh-oh so technically this is not an annualized game because obviously this isn't a game that has come out every year but mario mario has appeared in a game every single year since 1981 and you want to know why because he is the best-selling character and most well-known celebrity on the face of the planet earth that's why it's true he's more (laughs) famous than mickey and I did want to ask the question, you know, I almost made this question of the week, does Nintendo need a new character? No, no. But, <laughs> but as I look at Mario, the fact that he's still selling so well, you know, Mario Odyssey got, like, of one of the highest answer. ratings yeah. in Mario games ever. The fact that he's still selling well, obviously not, but that's crazy to me that since 1981, yeah. Mario has really that's, has been in at least one game every year. That's that's what's so impressive about his staying power. You think of pretty much every other game from the 80s or even like early 90s, and like those franchises have pretty much fizzled out or have had lots of bad games. And sure, like yep. there's Mario spinoff games that are crappy. You know, like there's for every good Mario tennis games, there's three crappy ones and. Mario mm-hmm. teaches typing too. Yeah, you know, educational games that were terrible from the '90s, and half the Mario Party games aren't that great. Uh, but you know, we're talking like if we're talking core Mario platformers, which are not annualized, um, those those are always you know solid games that are always fun no matter when you play them. It's true. So here's my so let's get into some questions about annual games. So let's just kind of talk a little bit and just carry on this discussion about annual games. Yeah, First no, that, off, those some uh, what, interesting facts. Thanks for bringing those, Rob. Yeah. Oh, and Nathan, I, I forgot to mention this one, but I'll mention this one just for you. NBA 2K or NBA Live, which one do you think has been going longer? Uh, NBA Live. NBA Live started in 1995 and only missed 2011 and 12 because of the lockout. Yeah, oh. and the game kind of sucked. So. <laughs> yeah, 2K took over around there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, so... That's an impressive legacy there for your NBA fans. So let's ask a couple of questions. First off, what annual game series do you guys buy every single year? Um, for me, I don't really buy annualized games. There's game series that I will buy like as soon as a new one comes out. You know, we're talking like Smash like Bros, Mario. You know, new Mario games, Zelda, you know, now and stuff. So there's a lot of games that I will definitely buy when they come out, but I wouldn't say none of them or any of them are necessarily annualized. So I think annualized. I think of a lot of franchises like that you share that have been around for a long time that keep coming out every year, or you know yeah. the sport games with numbers at the end, like FIFA, Madden, 2K, and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. For so, me, it's, it's I'm not guilty. You're not guilty. For <laughs> me, it's just sports games, and usually I try and stick to this rule. I did not this year, but I try and stick to the rule of <laughs> one every other year per annualized. Yeah. So like I'll go if I got Madden 17, I'll be like, oh, Madden 19 is time to buy a new one because I mm-hmm. think. Every year they don't always add enough new features, but every two years there's enough to to warrant buying the game again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So Madden and then NBA 2K, obviously. I think it's a good way to yeah. do it. I'm a obviously my biggest one is Assassin's Creed. I buy the new Assassin's Creed game every year. Um, every year. Shocker. <laughs> right. And then have NBA you ever 2K. regretted that decision? I hope so, because there's been some games that Assassin's are not good. Creed. So Assassin's Creed 3, I regretted pre-ordering it. I shouldn't have pre-ordered. I should have waited. Mm-hmm. 
and yeah, I remember Nathan. I went to the midnight launch of that game with you. And we got like a free coin or something like that. Yeah, it's <laughs> See, stupid. The other thing with uh, specifically when I think about it with sports games, like those games, um, because they come out every year and so many people buy them, like they tend to go on sale relatively quickly as well. Yeah, so for sure. it's, true. it's I, true. I can't like I can't think of a game where I really really regret buying it because I feel like I got my money's worth out of it. Yeah, and I buy NBA 2K every few years. So I would say every two to three years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think like with the sports games, those are games that you're going to put so many hours into. It can like justify yeah. it. Yeah, um, especially for like like someone like your brother who you were talking about earlier, who uh, buys literally one game a year, and it's mm-hmm. just FIFA. The new FIFA every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a lot of those players are the ones that will buy up and get the collector's editions exactly. and yep. the extra bonuses because. That's they don't hobby. play. They're, they're they not... don't play video games. They play FIFA. Exactly. Or they play Madden. Exactly. Yeah. They play 2K. Like that is their hobby. So, FIFA is the hobby, not you know PS4 or whatever. Yeah. So then let's let's talk a little bit about annual franchise and just kind of to the way the the good and the bad. So what actually makes an annual franchise good? What about it is good? Um, I'll say it, it allows devs to iterate and improve on things. You know, like all sequels and games do. Um, mm-hmm. which you know is great but on the flip side of that it, you if you're annualized like especially with nowadays like back in the nes days you know people could crank out sequels in you know a year you know story of sonic the hedgehog 2 which is one of my favorite sonic games ever that was cranked out i think in like nine months like the development cycle was super yeah. quick but nowadays like with how many people need to work on games, especially these triple a games that are annualized i feel like a lot of things are they don't really have the time to change a lot of systems and update things and so that's why you know i think i'm guessing you nathan you only buy one every two years is because if you get the next year's version sure you know there'll be a new coat of paint some things that will be new and stuff but really it will 90 percent of that game is probably going to be pretty similar and comparable to what you already have yeah and i think Mm -hmm. i think the other thing is or i I think as far as benefits um developers of a annualized games they tend to be really good about listening to and interacting with their community because like we just talked about a lot of their community are people who only play that one game and so they do a really good job of listening to their community and trying to um either patch it patch out problems they're having or um input thing new things that the players want into the next game yeah yeah like the whole games as a platform thing exactly keeping games like fifa and 2k and even assassin's creed now you know season pass and stuff really keeping those games a lot going and getting you to log in and check it out every week and you know all these annualized games that we're talking about all have lots of microtransactions as well which is another another i think big revenue for and reason why that people do annualized games because now they're getting your 60 bucks every year they're making you know extra money on the side too with those uh, yeah dlcs so what makes an annual franchise not so good what are some reasons why this is a well, bad trend? i kind of already talked about yeah, mine, but... I, I mean <laughs> i mean I, you I talked I, a little bit but yeah i think yeah. i agree like we it goes back to what jeff just said but the how they listen they're good about listening to their community um developers might say hey we hear this feedback but we literally don't have time because it's like a nine month development cycle Mm, to put that feature into the game we already had these other features planned so we'll put it maybe in the game the year after or something like that so just the 
the amount of time that developers have and i can't imagine like being someone who works on an annualized game i haven't worked in game development yeah. but you just hear about how bad sometimes crunches and stuff like that in the last few months of games yeah, if you're, you're doing that like non-stop, literally yeah. every year for like two months or something like that that can't yeah. be healthy so no that's got to be terrible on you yeah, and I think one of the things that we talked a little bit about before is just like fan burnout. Um, you know, if you're getting the same franchise every single year, like Nathan, you don't even buy the the 2K games every year, and I, I can imagine that you know people get burned out by these games pretty quickly when they're coming out every single year. I mean, I think so, some people obviously do like, and there's there's a lot whole section of gamers who are like get really upset at games that are annualized and be like why does anyone buy cod why do people play cod no one likes this game etc etc you see that in comments everywhere on the internet Mm -hmm. um so i think there's that section and there's obviously there's benefits and there's reasons why usually games that are annualized they don't usually get like game of the year nominations or (laughs) awards or anything like that because more or less we generally know what to expect um and so that like you kind of lose the amount of status you can get within the gaming yeah. industry and because of that. Not not always, but typically the more of a development cycle, more of a break both the consumers and the developers have between, you know, mainline series of games, usually that turns out a better product. You know, I, I look back, you know, look at the GTA games, you know, those games mm-hmm. take pretty big breaks in between when they come out, you know, everyone loves those games. Think of, you know, just last year, Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey. We hadn't gotten a 3D Zelda or a 3D Mario in over like five, six years. And yeah. when it finally came out, you know, they had so many new ideas and things. Like, they didn't feel like they had to put it out before they were ready. Um, like, you know, it, it really made those games very different and very, very, um, you know, good for fans. And everyone seemed to really like those. So, mm-hmm. um, that that's, I think that's my thing. I, I like to make sure that, you know, they have lots of development time in games. If I see a game that's, annualized it's going to make me a little hesitant to buying at launch because you know it will probably go on sale later and there's going to be day one patches and bugs and yeah yep. you know i've probably played something similar in the last couple of years already yeah. anyways so what would make you know if, if you, sticking with the annualized franchise model uh what would make that better what would make those games better and make them something that you guys would be more interested in playing um I feel like just going the games as a platform route, you know, like Fortnite and Destiny, like that would get me more involved because then I don't feel like I have to buy the new one every year. Instead, I'm getting options to buy DLCs and stuff because mm-hmm. that, you know, that's that's pretty much what Destiny does. Like they've had Destiny one, yeah. and Destiny two, but pretty much every it's year, like Destiny you're, you're year one, for Destiny new year content. two, year three, yeah. Year yeah, four, every year you're paying for new content. That's not sixty dollars necessarily. But you're paying, you know, small incremental amounts if you're enjoying the game. So that way, you know, if you buy the game and you like it and you're done with it and you want to put it back on your shelf, that's fine. Mm. Uh, but if you do want to jump back in, you're only paying, you know, 20, 30 bucks um, to jump back in and get new stuff rather than, you know, having to pay a full $60 um, to really get all the improvements that you yeah. were looking for or something. Or even, you know, just the free quality of life updates with things like Fortnite and even games like Destiny and Overwatch, you know, they just continually put out, you know, a lot of free content and just make the overall game better, even if you haven't. So I'd rather iterate on a single game rather than annualize with different packaging. But mm-hmm. I, feel like, I feel like that's where the future is heading. But 
as long as people are still buying COD and FIFA and all those games every year. Yeah, there's there's charting still, there's to the top still of the certain sales, franchises. I think that those games won't, won't, won't do that, yeah. like FIFA. And, so, so Nathan, as a sports fan, what would yeah. make annualized sports games more appealing to you every year? Um, gosh, that's a really hard question to answer. Yeah. That's why I asked it. It's like nothing, <laughs> nothing will change my mind. I'm only buying it every two years, and you can't stop me. I, I, I mean, if they put in more features each year, that made it more appealing. But I feel like yeah. just the amount of people who already work on these games is immense. And like we talked about before, they have such a short development cycle. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there is a lot they can do. I guess one thing I would say is just put more into the games as a service thing so put more things out throughout the year that i'm doing so give me more if i'm playing for example if i'm playing madden give me more uh madden ultimate team card packs and updates and different players and stuff like that Mm -hmm. that keep me coming back and jumping in each week and saying hey if you don't come back each week um because then i feel like i'm paying for basically just a year of madden instead of paying for one game Uh specifically yeah that's true that that's a good point and i think one Jeff, you made a comment that I think would be really interesting to do for an annualized uh, franchise. And obviously this is unrealistic, but I think this would be a really big way for people to get into it is if the price was different. Mm-hmm. So like if you were, instead of buying every year, the new uh, shoot 'em up 24 comes out. Shoot 'em up 24. All right. <laughs> and instead of being a $60 game with like a hundred dollar collector's edition and all this other stuff, it's 30 bucks. Yeah. Well, even if it was like a, a loyalty like discount, you know, like, hey, you know, you you bought the game last year, you know, we'll upgrade you to, you know, the next year's version for, you know, 20% off or something like that. There, there That's are actually so a like, really good idea. There, that is there a good are, idea. like Madden does that every year. Like if you bought the previous edition, you can get it. They'll usually do, I think, 10% off. Really? For um, like digital? Yeah, or? for digital oh, um, cool. specifically. Yeah, that's like, cool. Because I always get those notifications like, hey, you want to upgrade? You can get for 10% off on the new year's version I, and stuff like that so nice. i should be a, a marketing guy then yeah <laughs> yeah exactly i did not know that um, um i think yeah. one thing also that would be really helpful for a lot of annualized uh franchises if they start doing what assassin's creed series has kind of begun to do is that they have different development studios who work on it and so every three years a different development studio so it's still coming out every yeah, year that's... but it's coming out from a different studio and they're working on a game for three years so like assassin's creed odyssey and origins were both brainchilds of two different companies that have been working on these games for three four years now yeah and that's a that's the same thing that call of duty does as well they have three different exactly yeah studios that put out a game and it, that's year. always interesting too because you once you get to kind of know what those cycles are you know like with call of duty you have the black ops team you have the you know infinite warfare team or whatever like mm-hmm. you're kind of some if people fan, kind of like say, subsets oh, of, of exactly like, i really like this developer and i only buy this one i'm only gonna get the call of duty black ops when it comes every couple yeah. of years or i only get these ones or um so that, that is kind of interesting that they do that i guess there is some variation there but at the same time you could show me a screenshot of the last five cod games and i would not be able to differentiate <laughs> them so that's um, true i don't know but but you know and i think that's not necessarily you know if not necessarily the point, but, you know, the fact that there are different studios, they're going to get different, you know, aspects of things. And maybe the, the graphics might not look totally different because, you know, there's only so I feel like there's only so much graphical beauty you can craft in a game. But maybe that's a that's a discussion for another time. Well, I think it's just like we said, you know, it's about the reality of 
development of video games yeah. in 2018. You you can't make a Call of Duty game in nine months, like <laughs> with, with no. what fans are expected. You have to have you know a couple of years to do it. So you do have to have different teams. Same with Assassin's Creed. If they want a game out every year, they're going to have to have a couple different teams mm-hmm. working on different games to come out different years. So and we're seeing that impact in you. Know, Assassin's Creed's not going to be able to put it, or, or they're talking, they're not going to put out a game next year, which means they'll probably put out some sort of like mini game or. They'll put like, out a remaster, a remaster, remaster of or something. Origins that came out two years ago or something. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Origins and Odyssey Deluxe Pack. Yeah. Um, but, you know, obviously it's hard for these these properties to put out games every year. And obviously games like NBA 2K or Madden or FIFA, the moment their game goes out, they're already just reutilizing the the graphics and the player you know structure and everything from the last game and just reuse all those assets and just go into the next series so um one last question for you guys when it comes to video games and the annualization of them so if you could pick any franchise, any game series, even just one individual game, maybe it's an indie game that you're just a really big fan of, um, and the developers had to really, you know, or they had all the resources, everything, and they could totally pop out a groundbreaking, really great game every single year. Ooh. What, what, what would what, you choose? What game series would you want to see go annual? That's really hard for me to to say because <laughs> you say they have all the development resources to be able to pop out a groundbreaking new game every year. I'm, say, I'm saying and even this, if this game this, series like game of the year status yeah. type games every year. Okay, so even in that perfect universe, this is I perfect, still obviously. have to consider my fan of like certain series and being like, I think I would eventually get tired of this after a while and consider That's that true. a factor. Yeah, no, so. that's a really good point. At the same time, if you're telling me Nintendo's going to pump out a new Mario platformer that's going to be really good and high quality and not like degrade, which I would get, happen like, if they did do that. Every year. But in a perfect wor- world, if you know nine out of ten Mario games come out every year, I'd be totally okay with that because that's the worst thing about Mario games is when you beat all the levels and you're like, well, it was fun. Let's go back and replay the old levels. And if I'm constantly getting new games and new levels, that'd be great. But I am not going to... Zay, I want that for sure because, you know, if that did actually happen, Mario games would definitely suffer if they came out every year. There's a reason why uh, Obviously, yeah. there hasn't been a 2D Mario since New Super Mario Bros. U in 2012, really other than Mario Maker, which was more of a creation tool. So, Obviously, there would be some suffering, you know, just or suffering from just, you know, burnout on fans and all that stuff. But, you know, in a perfect world, you want to see a Mario game every year. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> All right, Nathan, what are you coming down to? Came back to you, Rob. What do you want? I'm still thinking. All right, I'm gonna go with Uncharted. So the reason I say that, if we could put out like Uncharted four quality, Uncharted Lost Legacy quality type games every single year. Mm-hmm. With that great of a story, the gameplay is all pretty familiar to us. But you know, obviously that great gameplay story, I would love that. And obviously, Uncharted is one of those games that it's not a huge commitment to sit down and play the whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like with that, I mean, it's, since it's story-based, not gameplay-based, you're not going to get as tired of it because you're in it more just to see what happens rather than yeah, you yeah. Know, beat the levels or whatever. It's like a new Indiana Jones coming out every year, and they're actually good quality. 
but you get to play as Indiana Jones. Um, <laughs> but true. yeah, if we could have an Uncharted game, you know, I put like maybe 15, 20 hours into Uncharted 4. I put like maybe 10 hours into Lost Legacy. And so you, you just kind of go, if, we, if we're playing, you know, if I only have to put that much time into a game every year and it's that good of quality, That's I'm cool. sold. I'm sold. I'm uh, sold. Nathan, can you think of anything, of or are you uh, holding to it? No annualized games for anything. Um, it's okay. I, I think I'm gonna hold to it. I, I like. I can't say Zelda because Zelda wouldn't be as special to me if it came out every year. I, that's mm. that's just my take on it. So yeah, I mean, where's the me. fun of playing the new Zelda game if you haven't waited through three years plus another three years of delays? Like. It, wouldn't, it literally would like lose its appeal because we because I wouldn't be like yeah. oh my gosh I haven't played this in yeah, like yeah. so long so that's, so funny. that's that's my thought on that when right. I'll, I'll stick really with my sports secret. annualized games and be happy yeah I was gonna say like Nathan secretly telling us is that he really is just <laughs> wishes he could afford to buy NBA yeah. 2K every year yes sure All right. <laughs> well let's go ahead and jump into what we're playing we got about seven eight minutes to talk about what we're playing. Um, I need to start this off because I finished Spider-Man this week. and So you have had Spider-Man how long? It came out last Friday, so like about two weeks, I guess. A week, week and a half. So I don't, it took I don't you know like a is. week and a half to finish it? About a week and a half to finish it. I <laughs> finished with uh, 91% completion, which I'm guessing might be higher than some people because I did do a lot of side and collecting and stuff. But I'm glad because there's still stuff for me to do after the game. So you're still going to go back and I'm go- get the platinum? I literally did it. I finished it. And then I just went back, oh, sweet. And I just kept on playing it the next day. So I, I'm still very motivated to keep on playing it because the game's gameplay is awesome and I want to do everything. So so on a scale of 1 to 10, let's give it a game review. Where do you place this game? Um, it's it's my game of the year this year. Like, hands down, the I loved God of War, which was my current you know front runner. Mm-hmm. But God of War didn't hit me emotionally and didn't really get me invested in the story very much i loved the attention to detail and the combat and just how beautiful like that's probably the most gorgeous game ever made but Mm -hmm. spider-man's gameplay is so fast fun and fluid and the story like i (laughs) i just say i was not expecting you know the emotional pull of this story that this is like the game that's had the greatest emotional effect on me as a gamer in my lifetime of playing video games like all i'm saying is have your box of tissues ready as you're you're playing this game guys because they do some incredible story beats some amazing like acted and voice acted like cutscenes. like it's like uncharted level of like cutscenes. like really really intense you know with good facial animations and voice acting and in depth to them so really really good character building i just sat there and cried like a baby when the credits rolled i'm not ashamed to say that because i'm sure i'm not the only one I have to say, I know you don't like story, or you're not a huge story person in video games, but this doesn't surprise me at all, because I've known you for a long time, and I've seen you, like, cry over the 90s animated Spider-Man TV show. Okay, so, I, you I have, have a personal vested interest in the Spider-Man, Spider-Man character. I, I I have gotten emotional a little bit, you know, in some of the Spider-Man movies, you know, like when Gwen Stacy did stuff, that was, that was pretty sad. But, no, this this hit me harder than probably any Spider-Man story I've ever read or watched and you know i've read wow. hundreds of comics and tv show tv mm-hmm. shows, watch all the movies tons of times so um man this this game is is a game that should not be missed and everyone needs to play it because i really want to play regardless of how you feel about superhero or open world games like this is just okay. an amazing yeah. game i really want to play this game simply for the fact that you made a statement um that 
you know a few weeks or a week ago or so to us on our our Facebook group. You said this is the best single player story game ever. It's probably the best one I've played. I, like I said, I'm still kind of writing, and it's been on my eye a lot because I just finished it. But uh, I won't spoil any story beats or anything. Um, however, I did also let you guys know there is classic Marvel post credit scenes, which were awesome. I think there was like two or three of them in the post credits, which yeah. was great because I you know watched the whole credits and uh, uh, that was really cool to see. But man, so I, I, I want I want to I really put that want you guys to play the this test. game because I feel like once you guys finish it, you're gonna probably agree with me that this is game of the year because it is an incredible achievement and I love Insomniac games and I was already a believer in them since Ratchet and Clank, you know, that came out a couple of years ago for PS4. Uh, but man, I love this developer, and I feel like I'm just gonna insta buy like every mm-hmm. big game they put out now. Yeah, cool. So yeah, awesome job to that awesome. team. Love, love it. If you got a PS4, definitely buy this. If you have a Switch, do an you... Xbox One, I'm sorry, but <laughs> get a feel, PS4 to play this game. I guess. Game. <laughs> do you feel sad because I feel like a lot of people have beaten this game quickly? Do you feel like you didn't get your money's worth, or do you feel? Do you wish this game was bigger? I don't feel that way longer? at all because I've probably played 25 hours of it. Okay. Um. So I've, I've put a good amount, and like I said, there's still some things I haven't done yet. Um, I will say, they're with how well it's sold and it has been received, and based on what I've seen in the game, I would be very surprised if there's not a sequel coming for PS5 or in the next couple of years. I've seen all the Twitter comments of Spider-Man is yes. going to have a sequel. There will be a sequel, um, which will be awesome. I hope Insomniac's still doing it. And uh, there will be DLC. Like there, It's coming out next month, even. Yes. Um, I, I, I will say that is the one thing I'm bummed about. They, um, they've already announced, so it's not really spoilers, but the first DLC is going to be about Black Cat, who's you know a popular Spider-Man you know character. Character, and uh, Black Cat kind of talks to you in the game, and there's a little side collectible she leaves for you, but it's a very very small part of the game, and it led me on to thinking I would at least get to encounter her, and you don't really do much with that character, and they're saving that all for the DLC. Okay. So it's kind of like teasing you, like, hey, buy the DLC if you want to yeah. explore this you know, character more. Um, but, man, I I was not budgeting and not planning on buying this DLC, but I <laughs> am going to be very crap. tempted when it comes out now. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> awesome game. That's funny. Uh, other than that, I did play a little bit of ReCore this week, which was uh, Xbox One exclusive. Um, it was headed up by actually the creator of Mega Man. Um, and it came out, I think, what, three or four two years, years ago? ago? Three years ago? I think it was two or three years yeah, ago. Yeah, it was about two years yeah. ago. Um, and I'll say it's pretty fun. I, I li- like it so far. It's basically a 3D action platformer. I'd kind of compare the gameplay to something kind of like Ratchet and Clank or like Beyond Good and Evil, where you're jumping and exploring you know, caves and levels and going over platforms. Oh, yeah. M- not really any melee combat. Um, it's very similar to Ratchet and Clank, where you're locking on enemies, you know, shooting them, and then you can hit like grappling ro- wires, and you have a little robot buddy who helps you. Um, so yeah, I really like it. You're kind of in a post-apocalyptic world, and it's not super dark and dreary. Like it's kind of bright, and it doesn't take itself too seriously, which I really like. Um, so yeah, I, I've been liking my time with it. It's it's a fun game. It's been one I've been wanting to try for a while because I know a lot of former Metroid Prime staffers worked on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been playing on Xbox Game Pass, and I really like it. I'll, I'd probably I'd probably be considering picking it up uh, permanently if I can find a good deal for it. So, Sweet. yeah. That's one of those games that came out right in the middle of a really busy season, and so it yeah. kind of got lost in translation. 
Yeah, yeah it was it was that fall of 2016. And it was, was a, yeah. it was a budget year. title. I think it was only $40 as well. So. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. They, yeah. And it was an Xbox One exclusive, I, so not a lot of people. And that was during yeah, the Xbox One exactly. dry season. So <laughs> That was like their only game. But no, they the it's a definitive edition now. Like they've upgraded all base copies of the game, yeah. like Game Pass and stuff. So they've done a lot of patches and new content, and it's a lot better than I think it was originally received when it came cool. out. Sounds so good. I do have that benefit, which is nice. But yeah, pretty fun. I, awesome. I'll probably keep on playing cool. that. So, Rob, what about you? Um, so I played uh, kind of a lot of games, so I'll kind of work through them quickly. Uh, I finished playing the NBA 2K19 Prelude. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Um, after playing both NBA 2K19 Prelude and then the NBA Live 19 uh, demo, I actually like the NBA Live gameplay better because it was a little bit more arcadey, but it also felt really good, and I felt like I could accomplish a lot more than I could in 2K19. But the story of 2K19 is pretty interesting. I really like that so far. So if I could pick up both, I might. <laughs> I see. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Nathan, you've played a little bit, so Did you'll have Rob to share a little bit. Up- two copies of an annualized game from the same sport in the same year i don't buy it no i wouldn't either <laughs> hey, nba um, live will go on sale for like two dollars in like a couple months yeah, exactly. so i know I'll, I'll pick them both up in about six months in, yeah, in rob time um, in rob right around the nba um, finals or whatever right yeah i'll pick them up both right about when they announce the next generation of the games perfect right. <laughs> uh anything um, else yeah, so I played uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, been playing a little bit more of that. It's, you know, kind of going back, that's kind of one of those backlog games that I haven't, I never finished, and going back and trying to play it a little bit. I bought it on PS4, so getting through it. Um, playing through my Steam library, I played three C Ooh. titles this last week. Nice. So I played uh, Cities in Motion 2. And discovered that I really do not like transportation games. I couldn't. Is it a transportation even... sim? It is. Ooh. It literally all you are doing is Send building it over like to Nathan. He's excited yeah. right now. You're just building like bus depots and train stations and roads and just building your transportation industry to help people get around. And as That's I was playing fun. it, I literally didn't make it past the tutorial before I closed this game out and said, I can't I do it. Say, I'm like, I'm over here talking about how great a triple experience Spider-Man is. And Nathan's like, forget Spider-Man. Sign me up for Cities of Motion. Dude, I have gotten really into Sim things in like the last three months. So Okay, but I really like Sim games. Like, yeah. not... Like, if not, Rob doesn't like it, not, it must not, not be. Sims, yeah, that's probably true. But like, I like games like, I loved uh, SimCity. I really love like, you know, uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon and games like that. This one, I just could not get over the idea that literally my whole thing in this game is I'm building bus stations. I bet that game sold really well in the UK that, or in Europe. That's all I'll say. That's probably true. That's probably why they had a second all one. Right, what were your other C games? You said you had two more. Um, two more. So, Karakasoni. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce board that, game? but yeah. it's it's a board game. I played a little bit of it. I lost three times and <laughs> Rage basically didn't even know how, what I was doing. The tutorial kind of explained it, but didn't really. And I played a couple of games and finally was like, if I want, it's one of those games that's designed to play against people you know around you as well yeah. as play online. Like it's a board game. Like, like, I'll, that's I'll how teach you how to play it. 
and then real I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get my butt kicked if I try this in real life <laughs> or in in um if I go online I would love I'd rather play it in real life because I actually probably would understand it better yeah, than sure. what I was doing it's on the game. Just for those so dedicated people who you know really like the game and now want to play it online. Yep. Um, and then the last game that I've been playing is Call of Juarez Gunslinger. Um, this is like the third or fourth game in that in the Call of Juarez series. And this is I played the the first Call of Juarez and I hated it. It felt like going back to 2000 and trying <laughs> to play a game that the developers didn't do didn't show you how to do anything. Mm-hmm. And then playing like this, this game, more? this game is super fun because it's basically told from a, a uh, from the future to a past narrative, like he's telling stories, and he does this thing where it'll be like. So I was going along and I was running down this bridge and, you know, took this right and you get, went through this whole mine and I'm shooting all these people and then there's bombs and explosions everywhere and I jumped out of the mine and was shooting people while I was falling through the air and then a mine car fell on me and I landed in the water and all this stuff. And it's like, but that's what I would have done if I was really stupid. And then you go all the way back to right before the bridge and says, but here's what I actually did. <laughs> so and then you play you. through the, so the you, And then you play through, you play through both. Okay, okay. So you do both. And, like, the, there's, like, dueling, and in the dueling, you know, like, the villains show up and it does, like, the comic book, like, three pans or panels, like, like fast draw, plays a lot of poker, smokes profusely, yeah. this guy. Like it's like super, kinda. It's, like, super Borderlands stylized, like, very, like, comic booky. It's really fun. Cool. I'm actually – it's, like – I started playing it and I had to pull myself away to play a couple other C games because I was just like, this is so much fun. I'm going to go back and finish it before I get cool. too far along here. That's but good. it's super fun and it's and it's an actually fun. It's like an on rails arcade Western shooter game. So it's super fun. Cool. So there you go. Awesome. Nathan, anything you want to add? Um. I know we're we're running low on time, so I will just shout out and say I did buy NBA 2K19 <laughs> on PS4. Yeah, so, I, I go to your house, you're like, do you see my my guilty purchase or something? <laughs> uh, I, so Explain my justification yourself. is I bought it on PS4. I bought 2K18 on Switch, and the PS4 version like looks a lot better. Runs at 60 frames a second as composed as opposed to 30 frames per second so it's a different enough experience as composed to 2k18 you're literally so wait, breaking the wait. rule you just said no what you're doing show. i said i usually <laughs> follow that rule not always you're making up an excuse to get around your rule yes exactly like i bought it on a different at console, least every so it two technically years doesn't count <laughs> exactly it's a different platform oh my god i don't understand how you guys don't understand this but I, I am enjoying that the big thing the biggest thing i've noticed so far is they have upped the defense so it's a lot easier to defend people and it's a yeah. lot easier to you just smash steal and you steal <laughs> i creamed you in that first game oh just my kept stealing the ball. and it's also a lot easier a lot harder to just be able to kind of cheese the game and like hold down the sprint button to get by and get the like three pointers are like harder that. too so um i'm struggling a little bit with the shooting but i think that's due to the 60 frames per second versus being used to switches oh, like frames to per second as well yeah so i'm sure yeah it was pretty fun to get into it that. well even playing the prelude i i struggled a lot with the three pointers my best pre- three pointers are like the only ones i would make were on catch and shoots dude um as far as the prelude as far as the my career story goes so it starts out like okay this is pretty dramatic but i can kind of get into it but it just gets so so over the top dramatic it's like a worse can't, than a tv show almost yeah exactly oh so 
Oh, like if Spike cool. Lee made the story? Uh, not quite as bad as that, but <laughs> it gets up there. So, anyways, but enjoying that. Still playing D two Power Level three fifteen. Excited for Iron nice. Banner. Oh so, yeah, it started it. Yeah, nice. Nice. All right. Well, everyone, have a great week. Thanks for sticking through us. We know this is a kind of an extra long episode. But uh, hopefully, hopefully you guys have a great week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. We also have a new home for our, our show, so you can find the link on our Twitter. Um, hopefully, it still should be uploading to you know uh, Google Play, uh, iTunes, the, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. So let us know if you're having any issues. It's not popping up in your normal places, and we will look into that. But yeah, have a great week, everyone. See you next time. See ya. Bye.